It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. Produce. 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 Production. The producer of produce will produce production. You can say that again. All right, I will. The producer of produce will produce production. <laughs> I think it probably should stop now before I completely annoy you. You know, I there there is a misconception, and and let me make something clear. There's there's a difference between a misconception and a conspiracy. A misconception just means that somebody thinks something and it's not really true. But a, a conspiracy is when somebody invents something that's not true and tries to make people think it. I really don't think what's going on in our world is a conspiracy. Some folks would disagree with me. They would insist that the sense of entitlement, the foolish pride that often sprouts in the human race, somehow or another must have been fostered by individuals who like to see us at odds with each other. Well, you know, sometimes I might feel that way. Am I right? Yeah, but kind of. But I, you know, I really don't agree. Deep in my heart, I think it all go back goes back to bedtime stories. You, you remember the goal with a bedtime story was to make sure your kids go to sleep, but just in case they stayed awake for the ending, the writer made sure it was happy, inclusive, and never showed a hint of reality so that the kid wouldn't get scared and stay awake all night. So I think that's kind of what we do in our society today. We want everybody to feel good. Why don't you feel good about yourself? So we work really hard to make up reasons for why you are the way you are and the way I am and the way he is over there. And the conventional misconception is that if Earth were a garden, you might be a cauliflower. I could be green beans. The lady over there would be cabbage. And that fine-looking gentleman there, corn on the cob. And therefore, each one of us would grow separately in our row, expressing our distinction from head lettuce to potato. But here's the problem. Shh, don't tell anybody. We're all kind of the same. I mean, we're all the same variety. We all come from the same seeds in place. We're not crossbreeding. We're not joining up with dogs, cats, and oxen. You know, hold on a second. I don't know. I, I don't know why oxen came to my mind. I, I suppose I thought it would be interesting if that particular crossbreeding came to be humans with oxen. You'd end up with humoxen, and ends up sounding like an antibiotic, doesn't it? No, I, I don't think the human race cross-pollinates. Cross-pollinate. 
It sounds silly to me. Cross-pollinate. What would that be? Pollinate! That would be a cross-pollinate. No. Here's the truth. Here, here's kind of the, the, the analogy, the, the, the tie-up on this. We're all tomatoes. We have slightly different colors to our skin, but it's a smooth skin. And when you open us up, though, we're, we're a garbled mess inside. All sorts of jelly goo and little compartments here and there. But on the outside, basically we're tomatoes. The distinction comes for us. Not in the fact that we're cauliflower or we're other things, or not in the fact that we're cucumbers, which limits us to only becoming pickles. We, what sets us apart, the distinction, is that where we decide to use our tomato, the choices are endless, right? Some tomatoes become ketchup. Others, tomato soup. How about that? Some are slicing tomatoes. But they're still all tomatoes. They're just choosing different ways to invest themselves. The danger of being a tomato is that no matter what shade you may be, there is such a thing as being a rotten tomato. And rotten tomatoes aren't good for anything, even though sometimes if you look at a rotten tomato, it looks okay on the outside, but they still are rotten, but still tomatoes. That's kind of weird, isn't it? There are certain aspects of being human being that are the same for all of us. They don't change for anybody. When you think that these parts of life are negotiable, for other words, well, well, not for me, that doesn't fit me, things that you might think you can avoid because of your prestige or your culture, then the whole the human race kind of begins to fall apart because we lack that common thread that weaves us into a giant quilt. What does it take to make us good tomatoes, to be solid human beings? Uh, number one, may I, may I, may I, may I? Number one, I need to know so I can grow and therefore sow. Let me break that down. Flat out. I, I just want to let you know there are things I just don't know. There are things that stand in the way of my knowledge. Arrogance, for instance. Since arrogance thinks it already knows, well, why would it seek to know anymore? Prayer. Some people think it's a lack of faith that would cause us to try to learn more about life and science. Even education stands in the way of knowing because we become convinced that we've already accum accumulated, we've accumulated enough to draw a conclusion, and we end up turning our back on the missing part that just might make things work. You see, a degree only gives you a degree of understanding. A degree only gives you an actual degree of understanding. I stand before the entire human race and say, I need to know. Why? Because I don't know. There are things I don't know. And if I don't know, I can't grow. And if I don't grow, there's no reason whatsoever that you should believe that anything I say, anything I do, or anything I promote is worth your attention. 
When something is working, it is growing. Did you hear that? When something is working, it is growing. Sometimes we grow in faith. Sometimes we grow in science. Sometimes we just grow in size. Sometimes we grow in understanding. But there are parts that are moving toward a better outlook and a better result. But see, I can't grow like that until I admit I need to know. And once I do establish that I can grow by what I now know, then I, I truly am prepared to be a contributor, to sow back into life. I'm prepared to try things. I'm prepared to take my seeds and offer them in, to the humanity around me, to offer some suggestions. Mostly, I'm a prepared mind, I prepared myself to offer my assistance to those around me who might benefit because I needed to know, and I did, and I grew, and now I got something to sow. I become a good tomato at that point. I'm not trying to be something different from everybody else just so I can claim I'm different. I'm trying to find my tomato, my purpose for my tomato, so I can decide where I want to invest that tomato, whether it's going to be making picante or catching myself a little early and having fried green tomatoes. The first step in becoming a good tomato is I need to know so I can grow and therefore sow. Can I give you number two? If I'm humble, even if I bumble, I don't need to tumble. The reason we always end up looking foolish in life is because we actually just refuse to admit that the very last thing we did, that, that thing that just happened, for instance, was a bumble. It was a mistake. And the reason we don't want to do that, we don't want to admit that, is because humility, you know, that's the action of being humble. In our society, it's been cast as a weakness. When you're proud, you have to back it up with being right. That's tough. But see, when you're humble, you get the chance to try, you know, to have that first crack at it. And if you bumble, there's no need for you to tumble and be out of the game because you never claimed to be something you weren't. We have people in government, religion, entertainment, business who are so cocky, so self-assured that every time they have one little hair out of place, they get criticized. They are constantly being put to the side because of their pride. We're tomatoes. We can't stand that amount of pressure. We squish. We get squashed. But if I'm humble, I can bumble and still not tumble. So you see how it goes here. I need to know so I can grow and then I'll be ready to sow. And if I'm humble, even when I bumble, I haven't put myself so high on the pedestal that I'll tumble. Can I put this in common everyday English using a very familiar story 
Humpty Dumpty would have been fine if he hadn't sat his ass so high on the wall. There you go. And let me give you number three while we're at it, while we while we're here. Number three is it is clear. It is clear. You see what I'm saying? When you admit you need to know, which allows you to grow and gives you the right to sow, your opinions as having some value at that point. You can then be humble, which means if you even bumble, you don't have to tumble. At that point, you become clear. See, right now in our society, things are muddy. We call it a, a debate. We call it a, a, dis- with a great discussion. But there is no great discussion because we won't allow things to become clear. They're muddy. Things are cloudy. So much has been misrepresented that there is an inability for any of us to grab on to clarity. But at this point, at this point in our lives, if we know we're Mr. and Mrs. Tomato, it becomes clear, wherever you are, that if you use good cheer, if you use good cheer, you can conquer your fear. What is good cheer? We are heading towards something better. We're heading towards a solution. So what does it take to be a great tomato, a great human being? I need to know so I can grow, which will make me ready to sow, for I am humble. And if I am humble, I I can bumble. And I don't have to tumble, then it's clear. When I have good cheer, I can conquer my fear. I need to know so I can grow, which will make me ready to sow. For I am humble. Even if I bumble, I don't need to tumble. Then it's clear when I have good cheer. I can conquer my fear. Fear is what causes us to believe that what we have, that we have this need to be so different from each other, to have any identity at all. I don't know where you're headed. Are you going to become the soup of life? The the catsup? The spaghetti sauce? How about that? The sliced tomato sitting on top of that big, fat, juicy hamburger. Or are you going to do the salsa? Oh, yeah. Tiene un libro grande o pequeño. In case you think I speak Spanish, what I just asked there for my first year Spanish class was, uh, do you have a book? Is it... Big or small. Question doesn't come off often, but if it ever does, I'm there. The good news is, if you learn how to be a good tomato, a good human being, you'll carry the flavor that is necessary to make you valuable wherever you go. And the better news is, when you stop trying to be something you're not, you can actually begin with confidence to share what you got. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.